Welcome to the SaaS Ad Lab podcast where we bring to you the stories of SaaS founders, entrepreneurs, and CEOs. My name is Luis. I'm the owner and founder of Phantom Agency, a digital marketing agency specializing in scaling SaaS companies. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing David from Weeblium and Draftium. Um, today we'll be specifically talking about Weeblium, but thank you so much for finding the time to be on here today. Um, it was actually one of the ones that it kind thank of took. You know, everybody's hello. You know, I hope that we could have a productive conversation today. Absolutely. And it, I wanted to mention that it took us a little bit to get this on the books um, since you're super busy and I'm pretty busy too. Um, but David was really kind and he's actually providing a super sweet deal for anyone that's listening to the podcast. It's going to be 50% off lifetime deal of Weeblium and also a uh, one year premium access to Draftium that comes with that deal as well. Um, and the code will be SAS Ad Lab. So thank you for that, David. It's, it's really nice of you to do that for our listeners. And to get started, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, my name is David Braun. I'm uh, turning 40 uh, this year, like in a month or so. I have like four kids, uh, you know, uh, three dogs, you know, like lots of people around me. Mm -hmm. I started, uh, in back in 2002, I started templatemonster.com, which like quickly became largest, you know, website templates, web design related marketplaces. I sold out the company uh, after 15 years of, you know, making the business uh, with 650 employees, 17 offices, you know, worldwide. I sold it for a little bit more than $100 million. And then, you know, like I kind of was retiring a little bit, you know, on uh, for a year or so. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'm too young to retire. So, like, I started to think with my partners uh, what we could do, like, the other thing. You know, obviously, we were a little bit hard at the beginning of, you know, web design and web-related markets. So, we were thinking about doing something totally different. And after some time passed, we kind of realized that if we do like totally different stuff, we kind of throw away our 15 years experience, right? Yeah, so it's not going to work. You know, it's not worth it. So we started to talk uh, what we the work we are doing the best. During template monster times, we served over 2.5 million customers wow. and were building more than a million websites for them, you know, in a custom way. And we started to think, why don't we create a franchise? Actually, uh, my inspiration was, you know, the founder movie about the McDonald's, you know, movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I so like I kind of, you know, started to resemble how we did Template Monster when we kind of uh, kind of split all the operations and made the conveyor like Henry Ford conveyor method, you know. And I said, okay, what if we do McDonald's in web design industry and make 1,000 custom websites a day, right. every single day? And, you know, initially it started to think like it's like my what we call erotic fantasy, you know, like, so it's not going to happen, you know. So we had real troubles hiring people for this mission because everybody says, like, it's crazy mission. Mm -hmm. So right now we are building, like, 50, 70 websites a day, which is already, like, a big step. Most agencies, you are from agency business. Right. Like, most agencies think uh, that they are heroes if they make 100 websites a year. Yeah, because so, are, they're usually big projects. It's not something that you get, like, on a daily basis. So the fact that you're getting like 50, 70 websites a day, I would say that's that You actually should have at least 700 websites in the pipeline. Uh -huh. the main wow. Issue, the main issue is, I was expecting that the main issue would be how do we first generate leads? And second, how do we do the production? Mm -hmm. Because we created Weblium is a platform, it's a website builder basically, so which is hybrid. You can do everything do it yourself. Uh -huh. 
Squarespace, you name it, right? Or you do it, do it for me. So our guys will do it for you. And uh, so like uh, we created the technology which actually enables us to fulfill 1,000 websites, you know, a day. But the biggest issue actually was how do we back for a content from the customer, you know? So they're promising you, okay, I'm going to deliver my logo today. I give you a couple right. of paragraphs of text couple of pictures and it never happens you know like one day they send you a logo and another day they send you a paragraph and then you wait extra two weeks to get some picture and so on you know so we started wow this is a nightmare you know uh, and that's why we created Draftium because this is what it's a turbo prototyping tool so we are prototyping website in zoom in skype instantly together with a client he instantly sees i actually advise every agency to do it it's like there is a free you know, products or like their free plan, which is enough to be used for agency, you know, because it creates a wow effect with a customer. Because you, you go with your tablet, for example, to the office if it's a personal meeting uh -huh. and start creating and prototyping the website instantly on the meeting. And people will say, wow, you are technologically advanced, right, you know, like right. this, uh, this thing. So, uh, and there was no tools. Surprisingly, there is a mockups.com, you know, UXPIN, there is a Balsamic. And uh, for them, so we, initially I purchased all the subscriptions, you know, all possible prototyping tools. And we realized that to create a prototype for the website, it actually it takes the same amount of time as to actually do the website. <laughs> it's not going to work for us because we are doing low budget orders. So typical right. website in Do It For Me costs like $250, okay. all inclusive you know, with one year of service and blah, blah, blah. So like I said, oh guys, it's not gonna happen. You know, even if our guys sitting in Ukraine, it's relatively cheap labor, but it's not so cheap. It's not like free, you know? Right, 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 absolutely. And yeah. that's actually one of the, that's one of the questions I had for you since, you know, it's a, it's a pretty busy space um, yeah. as far as like website builders go and drag and drops and, and there's always like landing pages, like Instapage and stuff like that. So what's really the hardest thing to kind of overcome when you're realizing that you're going into such a, 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 a busy red ocean. Yeah. It's a super red ocean. You have lots of big sharks. For example, Wix spends $14 million a month just on AdWords and Facebook ads. Right, you know? right. They have huge marketing budgets. Exactly. And so like those tools, those acquisition channels are closed for you. It's like, you cannot make them work. You know, like they can afford, spending you know three three years of revenue wise uh, in advance just to acquire the customer if you are a bootstrap company you know like it's not possible for you a lot of SaaS listeners SaaS founders actually you know first think about the products and then when they enter the market they realize that you know it's not possible to acquire customers in a positive financially positive way mm -hmm. just because big players actually burn out you know the whole you know the right. whole thing so for us, it's the same issue. I'm not saying that we are actually found the secret sauce yet. Yeah. But what we are doing, we are doing so-called guerrilla marketing tactics. You know, like we try and, so first we draw, we draw our, I call it ecosystem map. So if we are building a website for who is our customer, the first, you know, is a micro business. Micro business is the guy or a couple of guys who work for themselves. Maybe they have one or two employees, so they have not enough budget, so they, they don't have special IT guy in the team. Mm -hmm. So how they leave? Where they leave? We say, okay, if I have an idea, I want to do some business. First thing I do mostly, 
I go and prototype stuff. I go and read about business ideas. I go business plan. So we partnered up with a business plan software companies first. Then I think, okay, once they draft up the business plan, what they do next? They do and register the company. So we are partnering with top 10 the company registrars in the US. Mm -hmm. Next one, bank accounts. In Ukraine, all top 10 banks work with us, you know, like, so they sell basically, not they sell, they give away special deals for Weblium, you know. I'm not really lucky enough now to do it in US banks now because they are slow and bureaucratic, but we are on halfway done already. Nice. After the bank, the bank account is done, what they do next, they probably try to do some tools like uh, Canva, you know, like do SMM, Facebook, and so on. So we go by step by step uh, after them, you know, try to meet them where they already exist. Right, right, because they already have, like, they're going to access those regardless. Like, they need to go and, and meet up with the banks. They need to go um, and, and do uh, the one that you mentioned previously. So they, they have to be there to create their businesses. So that's, that's actually that's totally where we catch them. Those are the right. places where we catch the customer. Uh-huh. That's genius. And so as far as the actual like best, let's, let's say like if you could have one type of customer, like your dream customer, what would that be and why? So, um, uh, honestly, those micro businesses have issues to deal with. Mm -hmm. First, they are so-called unaware customers. So they don't, they don't have this negative experience with uh, lots of website builders. For example, like I always like say Wix, is the number one website builder in terms of number of clients, but it's also a number one website builder in terms of ugly websites being done by customers. <laughs> like super ugly, like, you know, like we have collections, it's crazy. So yeah. if the guy never did the website, he thinks that Weblim is by itself because we have AI system which kind of supervises that your design is consistent. Usually you have like a great looking website, mm -hmm. but he thinks that it's like you can get it from everywhere. So this is the first you have to educate a lot. Second thing, like there is a natural churn. So the death rate, the suicide rate by itself is high. Mm -hmm. Even you know, they're happy with the website builder, they're happy with the website by business by itself, you know, kind of died out in a year. So, and, but the good thing about them, they never stop. So one business is killed, they try to another idea, another idea. So I like this, I love this audience, but they are not predictable. The great right. audience for us is a small corporation. It's like a company that has already some marketing department. And then we have a marketing guy who does not have his IT department or cannot use the, his IT department. Mm -hmm. They use WebRium to create multiple landing pages for older initiatives, starting from PPC campaigns, adding up some initiatives, webinars, seminars, you know, workshop, you name it, you know, like different, different stuff. So they create a lot of stuff. And they love because, you know, uh, on WebVium, we digitize their brand book. If they already have some brand guidelines, we incorporate it into WebVium. It takes us like 24 hours. And then you get like a, a, a junior assistant and he always have a consistent from the design standpoint. And that's on the service side that is more of a done-for-you service, not the... Not the yeah, it, it could be mixed. You know, like the beauty of it, that you start by yourself, for example, you did it halfway down. And then, you know, if you do it in the WordPress, then, you know, you hire a guy and he said, oh, you did it the wrong way. Let me redo the whole thing. Right. right. So it's very hard to kind of in the middle of the project to get it from one guy to another guy. It's not right. possible actually to pass it. Mm -hmm. So you basically usually pay twice, you know, for this. 
in volume, you did 75% done, you give it back to me, so I, I start from 76% immediately. So we don't really overlap, you know, the efforts, which is great, you know, people love it. So we have webmaster hours, you can buy for $10 an hour packages, you know, like you buy 10, 10 hours for 100 bucks, and usually it's enough for you to stay for six months, you know, like, so you have a basically virtual assistant who's taking care about your website. And that also helps with churn because now exactly bought in time that like it, it almost makes you like, even though it's a, it's a pretty, you know, small prize respectively, like in your head, you know that you're going to stick with them for another 10 months because you've already made that investment yeah, into you have your hours. It's like yeah. you bought the membership in your gym, right? So like right, you're right. sticking to this gym, you know? Absolutely. And as far as like one of the most struggling times for yourself while bringing this product other than you know you mentioned that like it's a red ocean and there's a ton of really really big players in there what's been something else that it's kind of you know taking you some time to, yeah. to kind of yeah. figure out you know honestly the most like painful area for us right now is like this how you prioritize all the features that customer requests you know like you still have a limited capacity in terms of development mm -hmm. although already like 40 developers working in a project but website builders they just look simple but this is like a big ecosystem you need all these like new things like you need a blog you need like your ap tasks you need the embedded code you need instant messaging you need analytics like so many little components that have to work you know with each other so it's really hard for us to kind of become comparable to those guys who are already on the market for five six years so they're in advance in terms of functionality so that is why for us like the biggest challenge right now how we prioritize all these features and you know provide compelling product to our customers yeah and and how are you how are you receiving that feedback and what are you doing to kind of promote you know user yeah. feedback so what we are doing what we are doing we always have to remind ourselves yeah we cannot serve everyone at one time Absolutely. That's why we are kind of creating a narrow niches. You know, for example, right now we work with these corporate marketers and they all demand integration with Google Analytics because they want, you know. So we say, okay, how many corporate does the market? So the marketing department is always like a number one customer. And the marketing says, okay, if you bring me analytics, I can probably don't touch you for three months and just go uh, one marketer after another marketer. So like, I don't need anything more. Just bring me this and I will leave you alone for three months, you know? So if that happens, this is perfect situation. Then you deliver this feature, let marketing work, and then you focus on, there is always also like technical debt, always, right? So like things that never bring any value, feasible value, but still have to be done, like the cold refactoring, you know, like speeding up the speed, you know, I don't know, like optimizing for new browsers. People don't, it, people don't see this you know but under the hood it should work right absolutely and there's just a ton of things that have to kind of work you know without like that people don't actually see like and that's one of the things that i love about SaaS companies is that in the end like you get this beautifully packaged product that looks super simple and and you know just easy to use but like they, like people don't understand everything that's going on behind and like how much there is in me. I don't, I don't understand everything that goes on behind products, but it's just like, it's kind of mind boggling to think about it. And, and I think that's what makes it so interesting. Right. When you, when you talk about a little bit more about like the accomplishments and you know, what, what, 
what's been the, the biggest thing that you've been really proud of um, as far as we win? It's a quite short past now. Like with DraftQ, we went to Product Hunt. We became a design tool of the year. It's like awesome. super prestigious award. You know, like we're still waiting for our Golden Kitty Award. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it looks like it's lost because on the past to Ukraine. So we kind of reached out and say, where is the kitty? You know, but it was really great in terms of we got so much attention from media, from, you know, lots of blogs, lots of journalists. Like it's really, you know, pleasant experience. And it kind of proven us because honestly you know like we spent over a year on development and we were kind of feeling already tired you know like you don't have a real feedback it's like okay now we are afraid to actually show it to the public because we still have such a big roadmap to come and you know now we show it and everybody says it's a piece of shit and then you know everybody says okay we need to go out you know and then you know once everybody picked it up and said oh love the tool we every day now we're getting like five great five-star testimonials without okay. asking customers to bring the testimonial and say, okay. And it gives you an energy and motivation to continue, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And that's, you know, it's, it's, I feel like as humans, we're usually looking for that instant gratification. And if we don't get it, we kind of get boggled down, but ideally like, you know what you're working towards. And, and that's actually, I, I would love to hear your advice on something like that. You know, when, like, how do you, deal with having a product that isn't ready yet since you mentioned you kind of went through that like you you have this product like it's functional and everything's there but it maybe it's something that isn't like where it should be so yeah. how do you know whether or not you're ready to put it out into the market or so wait out? my advice would be uh to package well because most of the SaaS founders they tech guys and you know like their uh, uh their vision about the beauty is really weird like you know like this is beautiful and you look at a, a piece of shit you don't really show it to anyone you know maybe it works instantly make but don't show it to anyone in this right. condition so get a marketing uh, my guy with a marketing mindset show it to him let him package even a small portion of it like take a look we are using zoom now zoom is a very big platform so mm -hmm. now they are running webinars and so on but they started with a little thing they said just do a call that works, right? So the, it was a, just a one tenth of their, you know, uh, possible uh, functions. Mm -hmm. So once it started to work, it was already well packaged. There was a great website. There was a great looking app, you know, and it was working. It was delivering this core feature. And now after some time, they started to add group calls, you know, some comments, chat, now webinars, maybe something else, you know, is coming up. But take a little thing that already matters for your customers and validate this hypothesis. Mm -hmm. Package it well. So the, the common mistake, they don't package it, show it to someone, they say, oh, it looks maybe nice, you know, but it's not for me. You know, I'll skip it. Would you say that it's important to, at the very beginning, start off with a very, very simple product like Zoom did, where essentially you just have one feature and that's all you get? let it get into the masses and then start collecting feedback for new features because you're going to, or should you start off with a couple of different features and see what kind of starts to take off? Yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily that you really listen too much or to your customers because in those cases, honestly, they cannot formulate what really needed. So right. it's better to focus on which problem they trying to address with your tool. So and then you are smarter probably and you know, you, you realize like what's the best way for them to actually solve it, you know? 
uh, because I see that a lot of people like started to listen to every you know customers feedback and customers comment and then they get distracted it's totally like standing so I can give you like great example recently I, I came with my wife to uh, Maldive Islands to a great hotel and before choosing the hotel I went to TripAdvisor because it was like a private island looks like really nice and I started to read positive and negative reviews mm -hmm. and then one guy says well, uh, no, no. One guy says like negative review, two stars. He says like, this is good island, great nature, but you know what? For this price, you know, they always put you in the same place in the restaurant. So it's like you're looking like uh, you are sitting in some, I don't know, camp. So you cannot really select the place where you want to sit. You know, so it's not worth it. You know, it's not five-star hotel. And then immediately after you get five-star review, the guy said, this is super amazing, you know, hotel. We get the, you know, unbelievable experience. You don't even have to think about where to sit. They always know where you're gonna sit, what you're gonna eat, you know, like, so they, they think for you. So yeah. I love it. So to customers, you know, totally different experience. If you are a product owner, if you are a hotel owner, what you're gonna decide, you know, like what kind right. of decision now you can make, you know, because well, you, they're- you listen to, right? Yeah, yeah. So that is why I think that, you know, you don't focus on that, you just like, uh, if somebody asks for a feature, come back, you know, do more in-depth interview and say, why do you need this feature? Mm -hmm. You know, what kind of problem you're going to address it? Like, like understand the real issue behind it. Yeah. I'm total believer for in-depth interview. As we call it customer discovery sessions. So like, I speak to a lot of customers and I try to see like what they're using right now, because before you exist, they already do something. Right. Right. So, so you come to them and say, you did already landing pages, how you do it? And they say, oh, we are using this Unbound, you know, but it's, it became expensive, so we switched to WordPress. Now we have like a guy in India who does it for us, but I said like, are there any problems with this guy? Yeah, the time difference is, you know, works bad. He always like, he's a programmer, so he doesn't know what the good design is. I have to correct him, blah, blah, blah. All right, so like, what if I bring you, you know, the product that you don't need this guy in India because you can do it by yourself and the design is always consistent if there is a guarantee for that. And you can do unlimited for the same price. And he said, yeah, 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 okay, I do it. Like, I'm gonna try it, you know? So this is my approach. Awesome. And as far as like, the most important thing that you've learned through your journey, what is that one piece of advice that you would like to give to anyone? Uh, yeah, I think that my piece of advice is like, always watch out your energy level. Because like with the startups and your energy is the only thing, your, your energy and certainty are two only things that sell. Mm -hmm. Forget about the product and in everything. At the startup you know, level, if you are not certain about your product, if you, don't, you are not believer, there is not gonna be any believers. Right. You know? Because every time you are top level, let's say your energy level is 70. You, you hire a new guy in the team, his energy level immediately is 50. Then he, he, he you know, hires a remote guy, it's going to be 40. And then he goes to the customer, it's going to be 20. Mm -hmm. And the 20 is not sellable. You know, forget about the sales now. Yeah. So it has to be lots of energy, you know, and belief. Yeah, and I can see it right now and I love it. I love the energy I'm getting from you. Um, and we're getting kind of close here, so we'll start asking some, some of the final questions, but um, where can people find you online? Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, like, cause, uh, my uh, native tongue is Russian, like, I'm a celebrity in Ukraine now. Mm -hmm. You know, like, so, like, I, I speak on 100 conferences, like, 10,000 people and so on. And so, like, my Russian 
uh, identity is in Facebook, David Brown. You know, my English identity is in LinkedIn. You know, like I have like 5,000 connections, okay. I have lots of friends, you know, and so on. So LinkedIn, I think, is the best way to approach for business. Facebook is different lifestyle, you know, like lifestyle account. Well, I'm, I'm a Twitter too, but honestly, I still like, I'm too old for Twitter, I would say. You know, like, <laughs> I think I think even myself. I, I honestly I, I don't use it much. Um, I kind of want to start getting back in there, but it's just something. Just I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, and other than that, actually, one one qu quick question: What SaaS companies have inspired you, and and which SaaS companies do you look up to? Yeah, I really love uh, Intercom because they're so customer centric. Oh, their business by default is customer centric, but you know, like they have like a podcast uh, called Scale, a really great con piece of content. I also like AppSumo, Noah Kagan, you know, like they're because of their energy. The mm -hmm. guy is like always like has a great sense of humor. He's always fun and always positive. Because yeah. like I, I kind of get depressed when I get like this two smart looking guys, engineers who are trying to tell you the story that you are, you're stupid and they are smart by their products and so on. It's not never has. Yeah. It has to be like uh, people's marketing, right? Like people right. have. It's, it's condescending and, and it's 100% true. You know, you, you don't like going into something, even if you don't understand. Um, I think that, that always trying to like, I don't know if the right word is level down to someone's level, but like trying to meet, you know, where they're at would be like, I think it's, there's definitely like different cases for it where if you're talking to someone that you can tell that, might understand like certain things and sure go talk to them and i think it's always good to be adaptable too. like yeah, try to you know, some large corporations they have a sales strategy like kind of start feeling depressed they call and say what's your approach to digital transformation mm -hmm. i have no idea oh that's why now buy my product because right. you're stupid you don't know what digital transformation what's the approach is you know I, I said like okay but tell me what you you do tell me about right. the so I don't like this approach. You know, like the approach is like you are my potential customer. You know, there has to be transparency and a fair deal. It has to be like equal value to both of us. Absolutely. Otherwise, you know, like uh, the churn is inevitable. Mm -hmm. 100%. And uh, David, do you have any questions for me? Um, yeah, I actually like uh, want to ask you, and because it's a recording, so it's going to be, feel, you will feel accountable. Yeah. What's the dream result for this project for SaaS AdLab by the end of 2020? What would you consider that you are the best, you know, the best guy who did it? I would love to have a thousand subscribers on. A thousand subscribers in two years? Come on, man. I give you like 500 subscribers in one day. No, no, it's not a great result. Put a higher level. 10,000 subscribers. All right. 100,000. Come on. Let's 100, do 50,000 subscribers. 50, there you go. All right. All right. So let's throw it out. All right. Perfect. Uh, and I think that concludes it. Uh, thank you, David, for being on here today. It, it was a pleasure having you. Um, your energy is great. And I really, really enjoyed this interview. Um, and uh, if anyone is listening, for everyone that's listening, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, listen on Spotify, iTunes podcast, and pretty much every platform out there. Um, if you want to be on the podcast, let me know and we'll make sure to arrange something. And you can find me at Camacho.ftm on, on Instagram and Luis Camacho on Facebook and uh, Camacho FTM on Twitter, I believe. But um, thank you. And I hope every single one of you goes out and does something great today uh, with the same amount of energy that we got from David today. It was amazing. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.